0: You're listening to So Organized Style Podcast. So Organized Style is brought to you by myself, Maria Harris, Susan Goodwin and Ann Wally. Silk, lingerie and kachurisai are some of the topics we touched on when we spent some time with Tatiana Anderson of Tatiana Designs in Melbourne recently. Today we're visiting Tatiana Designs and Tatiana does bridal lingerie from scratch so she sources everything she sources the fabric she sources the designs the lace designs as well we also do our own embroidery so and when you see her designs you can see how amazing the embroidery is and how unique it is so it's not run-of-the-mill you can't find it anywhere else it's what she's designed and it's for her clients as well so she does client work too and and is here with me yes and it's been really good in getting Tatiana to speak to us today because of the love of what we do with our sewing and also through, is it the ASG? ASG. What ASG. are you doing with the ASG at the moment? Yeah. Gee, at the moment I'm reading newsletter. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. The <laughs> newsletter went out today, so I'm busily reading for and going, oh, God, it's long.
0: The August one? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. There's, there's a lot in there. Yeah. And there's sew-along happening as well. They're doing another sew-along. A sew-along for? Yeah. For this time, the sheer fabrics. Okay.
2: So that's so. really
0: good. It yeah, blends I'm, in with what you're doing.
1: Well, I, I signed off and said, I'm
2: coming. <laughs> so anyone can join in the sew-along? Yeah. Do yeah. you actually have to sew-along if you join and you get caught up? I'm a bit concerned that I might not. Well,
1: oh, generally, generally what happens, you have a week per step. Oh, so, you, you should be able to get a little bit done. We had for pleated garments so on, we had people who started two months after we started, and it seems to be going all right. So, you don't have to, it helps. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it is um, trying to skill develop within the ASG,
3: too. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes, it is. It's very much focusing on members
1: learning techniques that they wouldn't learn otherwise. Okay, it's a more unusual techniques like we did the pleated garments, now the sheer garment. A lot of people telling me how scared they are to even think about, and of course everybody going. People who've been doing it for a while, will are going. That's all right. It's not that scary. <laughs> so that was good. I'm glad somebody picked it up and actually gonna run so along with
0: that that's good yeah yeah so that leads us into finding out where silk and lace fits in with what you love to do and what you are doing basically this is a really funny story I was getting married
1: yes and I wanted outfit for my honeymoon and I went through all the shops and I haven't found anything I wanted mm. And by that stage, I kind of did, oh, my goodness, I should be able to make it myself. I've been in the fashion industry by about 30 years by that stage. Mm. So I thought, I can do it. And then once I've done my own sketches and my own design and started sourcing fabric, I went to lingerie shop on Leaming Road, and I talked to Susie, who provided me with lingerie for youngs. Okay. And I said, Susie, this is my idea. What do you think? And she wrote me a check on the spot. And she said, here, there's your money. When you get it done, Mm -hmm. come back. Wow. So Mm -hmm. I had enormous support from Susie for a very long time. And basically, that's how it all started. It started with, I want beautiful, elegant, sexy, but not aggressive, sexy Mm -hmm. lingerie slipwear. Something to wear around, something to be very, very delicate about, and to be gorgeous in. Yeah. And that's how it's all started,
0: and that's where it's all now happening for now 15 years. That's great. When you said you didn't want it to be aggressive, what do you see as being aggressive when it comes to lingerie?
1: Well, a lot of times you can see that um, some of the lingerie coming with a very heavy fetish influence. Yeah. And, of course, we, we're we not going there. Mm. And we probably could if we spent enough time, but I, I don't really find it comfortable area for myself yep i'd rather be girly girly or very you know pretty embroidery pretty laces pretty pretty things good and glamorous glamorous Mm -hmm. glamorous yes that um early 30s in Mm. hollywood the buyer's card the really hugging figure silks that just you know drops beautifully that sort of stuff
0: yeah And you can see from the samples that the fabrics that you've got have beautiful drape to them and they're very soft. Plus you choose colours. It seems that you choose colours that are very pretty and soft as well. Yeah, Yeah, we have
1: done a navy collection, which was our um, ocean goddess. Mm -hmm. But even that, we tried to keep it on a lighter navy and the only one collection we've done was in black. And that was very much a tribute to my grandmother. When my grandmother passed away, that was a collection that I made as a tribute to her life. Okay. Because she has been a huge influence in what I'm doing. And was black. The black like for us, it's a morning colour. Yes. yes, I was thinking. I've done the black collection, but what we did, we embroidered a lot of different very soft, creamy and very soft green colours mm. for orchids. Oh. So there's a lot of that. From the distance, it looks like it's all black and white. As you get closer, mm. you start seeing colours. And again, this collection is designed to be wood, really in your home, in mm. your bedroom. Mm. So the person looking at you is very close, so they can see those little tiny mm. fine details. Mm. It's not designed to be walked on the street or not even on catwalks. We do run them on the catwalks, but they're really designed to be very intimate collections.
0: And yes. Not paraded to the general public.
1: Oh. Yeah, got it.
0: I think mm, I got that. Yeah, very glamorous. Very
2: glamorous. Audrey Hepburn, and mm-hmm. she didn't. Maybe she Grace did. Kelly. Grace Kelly, probably close. So, yes. Yeah, gorgeous gorgeous,
1: gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, and that's what we do. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> it's got the vibe too. Like, <laughs> I, I, tell me about. I have to ask. Yeah, you've designed
2: something. There's a fitting going on, and then. The lady puts the outfit on. Wh- what happens to the person when they have that on? What happens?
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, when they put our slipwear, they become very girly. Oh, and, you know, everybody great. suddenly becomes very, very girlish. They kind of get slightly giggly, a little bit flirty.
0: So the transformation oh. happens. Yes, because those
1: garments really are designed to do that. And, you know, yes, they are quite open and quite revealing, mm. but we try not to reveal too much mm. either. There's a little bit of secret behind all those things. Mm-hmm. You know, if if we're using fabric that is really transparent, like uh, silk muslins, there will be two or three layers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there is a silhouette of the woman in it, and you can see, but you're not going to see more than that. Mm. So, it's still... You still hides a little bit it's not all out in your face mm. so what happens after that experience
2: and do you you've seen someone come through the door they've put on the garments do they leave feeling more like a woman
1: we try to make them feel special yeah we really do put a lot of effort into making a person feeling special mm. and um look sometimes we succeed sometimes we don't sometimes people don't respond. But I think in general people really enjoy the experience. It's a very special, you know, we fuss around. <laughs> we do all these things. That's good. Um and I enjoy all that. You know, it's not I'm not doing it because I have to. I really do enjoy fussing around my ladies, making sure they're looking glamorous, <laughs> yes. walking out, feeling like, you know, a million dollar if we can use that expression.
2: But even if someone doesn't respond, I suppose it's something that they're not used to feeling. It might, but the translation's still happening inside the woman, and it might set off this ripple effect that that you might not see today, but maybe maybe will definitely be a change. Which I think that's nice. Mm -hmm. Nice to feel like that and have that vibe. Yeah, it's very important to be a woman and feel like. I feel
1: like it, yeah, because sometimes in our everyday life we do run around, you know, and you forget. Like I put high heels today and my mum looked at me and said, you're wearing high
0: heels. I'm going, of course I'm wearing high heels. (laughs) (laughs) But you're going to carry vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's how you wanted to feel for the day, so you put the heels on. Yeah, that's it. I want to feel glamorous today. And they're gorgeous heels, I
2: might add.
0: (laughs) I know. They are
2: really gorgeous.
0: We went past some shoe stores this morning, Oh, but they're better than what we saw. (laughs) Um,
2: Yes, I kind of would expect that from Tatiana. Okay. All right.
0: That's good. Um, My question is, and this is a personal one, because last night when we were talking to family, there's one of the nieces and her fiancé, they've got their wedding happening next year. So I mentioned what you're doing to you know, the niece. And so her fiancé looks up, He all of a sudden he was like, oh, and he was tapping his shoulder. (laughs) And I said, it's okay, I'll sort something out and don't worry. So how would you go about, so my question is, how would you go about designing something for someone who's actually not here in Melbourne? What do you do? Oh, that's okay. Basically
1: what I would do, I would ask for a few photos. Yep. Because I'd like to have a look and see what style this person Mm -hmm. prefers. I'll need some measurements.
3: Yep. I'm hopping. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm looking at you because I'll you can tonight.
1: do Don't that. Don't worry. Yeah, weekend. Um, often what I would do, I would send swatches either to the bride or to the person who's ordering. Mm-hmm. So, again, it will work one way or the other. Yep. While you well, right. he can have a look. Yep. Um, then I'll do sketches. Yep. Again, I'll show them to relevant people, person, and then from there we make it. Okay. And then we pack it into a box, Mm. tissues, box, another box, and everything, and we send it to you. Great.
0: Okay. Because today she's got – it just happens to be that while they're here in Melbourne, she's got two um, bridal salon Ah, uh, appointments. Fantastic. Which um, they're doing. She's doing with her mum and sister-in-law-to-be. So I thought, okay, I think I can do this part of it for them. (laughs) And that's great. So, look, that's great. So if someone isn't here in Melbourne – they can contact you. Yeah, definitely. Um, they can send images, mm-hmm. look at colors and swatches, mm. and then design and then go th- yeah. from there. I that's mean, good. That option, they can
1: always go to your website and mm-hmm. see if they can find something there that we already have made. Good. You know, because sometimes people see it and go, yep, yeah, that's it. That's a perfect garment. That's yep. what I wanted. Yeah. And that's also happened.
0: Okay. That's great. That's good to know. Thanks. That answers my questions on, <laughs> my pleasure. on yeah, how, how it all happens. It's all happening. When you and I first met, was in Brisbane. Yes. Met at Susan Cowgy's Capule Lace Skirt, skirt Workshop. Skirt, yes. That was yes. fantastic. And when I saw your work, it was the pale blue white. That was amazing because I've only ever concentrated on bold, mm. whereas yours was so delicate. It continues with my delicate. <laughs> 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 it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. With your couture sewing development, is that something that you've picked up overnight or is that something that you've worked on for a while? Um, I'm a
1: third generation couturier. Mm. I started sewing very, very young because I've always been surrounded by fabric, by people who sew. Uh, my grandmother did a lot of stuff to order. Mm-hmm. Um, My auntie then continued that and family basically specialized in funny enough in the evening wear mm-hmm. so i've been in couture environment and couture sewing for 45 years now
3: okay. it
1: is definitely not something you can pick up overnight it is understanding the quality yes you can make something and when i started probably that's when it was very pronounced I want to wear something, and I want to wear it tomorrow. So I would make a dress overnight and go, Grandma, look, I made a dress. (laughs) And, of course, what would happen? Grandma would turn it inside out, look at the inside, and go, and what is this? So, you know, that kind of, I'm very proud I've done it so quickly, very quickly turned into, yes, but you've done it, but your inside has to be just as beautiful as your outside. Your stitching, your finishing is just as important as what you wear. And fitting never been a problem because I had so many people around me who could do fitting. So I didn't have to suffer through what a lot of people go through, unable to fit themselves, especially in the back. I always had people who could do that. But that finishing of the garment, Mm. that polishing it, last little steps to polish it. That's what Grandma instilled into me, and that's why I was saying that she has been a very influential in what I'm doing now.
0: Those finishing techniques, energy that you had when you first started sewing and doing the construction, I think a lot of people can identify with because you think, "Yay, I've put a dress together!" Yeah. But I know it's the insides and the finishing that take a lot of time, but they also take a lot of like hand stitching. But knowing what to use for that particular piece is something that takes a while to learn and to keep learning, isn't it?
1: Yes. And these days there's a lot of new material. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of new things that we didn't have when we started. I mean, I started swimming in Russia. There wasn't much at all. So... And you learn to handle, You your hand learns that this is a fabric that will do certain drapes and mm. this is fabric that doesn't matter what you do to it, it's not going to, you know. Yes, you can force things, you can, you can put all sorts of stabilizers to achieve things, but sometimes it is so much better to listen to the fabric mm. and just go, well, this fabric really probably be better as a corset rather than a skirt mm. or that way around, you know. And a lot of conversations happen in the studio when I talk to my fabric. But fabric, I need a corset and fabric goes,
0: no, no, I'm a skirt. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it's a bit
3: crude.
0: It's a fun conversation it's to it have. It is. But then how does th- – that leads me to another point. When you're having that conversation to the fabric, at the point where you're having to plan the outfit and buy the fabric and you're doing it online, what challenges do you face there? Ah, uh, yes.
1: That's when you really need to know your fabrics and the handle of the fabric. Mm. Because you can see something very pretty and I have seen that just recently, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous fabric, 400 GSM, that's to cover the couch. Mm. Mm. Yes. but. Again, you that's where you need to build up your knowledge about what does GSM
3: you know what, what, does, that mean? what does it
1: mean? What does mm. it mean in a number? What does sixty GSM versus hundred GSM versus mm-hmm. three hundred GSM mm-hmm. will give me? What can I do out of this fabric? Mm. Another thing that people often do on the websites, they show you the drape, like they would twist the fabric yes. or they will mm. drape it on the mannequin. That's also a very good indication what that fabric will do. Mm-hmm. Yes. What that fabric will naturally do mm-hmm. versus what can we force it to do. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting in couture, there's a lot of times, I wouldn't say it's forcing, but it's more of a supporting of the fabric. Yeah. And I think when we were doing the gipu skirt, yeah. it was first time probably for me, I have seen how many layers actually go into a gupura skirt. Yeah. Because That's I'm done with pull skirts where it's basically two layers. Exactly. Mm. And suddenly I was introduced to all these layers and I understood how much more effective, how much more practical it is. It is, isn't it? Yes. And the same thing with the um, French jackets. You know, how many layers actually go into those jackets mm. to make them as comfortable as they are, to
0: make them like
1: a jacket that really feels like a cardigan. Mm.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I have a better appreciation for nice cotton poplins. Yes, now because yes. of that, and also um, getting good silk organza.
3: Oh yes, I would
0: never have touched that in my <laughs> life until you know we had Susan's course, and she's running us through all of these ways of you know uh, building the layers, and it makes perfect sense. But you've got to go through that. You have, yeah. And
1: what I think happens often you're not going to stumble across that yourself. Mm. Somebody has to show you or talk about Mm. it before you kind of go, oh yes, I can see the difference. And what I often do with people if I'm teaching, I would pick up a silk and go, this is your silk without organza. Mm. Now let's put organza in. This is your exactly same silk with organza. Mm. Now let's put another layer. This is your now silk organza lining. Mm. And you can see how the texture and the drape of the fabric changes. It becomes more luxurious. It becomes more... more there's more volume, there's more hold, there's more shape. Suddenly it is so much more yep. than a little
0: tiny piece of fabric
1: you started with.
0: Yeah. And then it's not just something that's hanging off your waist. It's yes. That shape is there and it's very defined. And it's uh, a good way of seeing how building up those layers gives you exactly what it is you are wearing and it's not just something that you bought. It's not a ready-to-wear garment. So, you know, you can see the, the thought that's gone into it, the technology and um, the techniques that people have put together to do that.
2: How does it feel like you've both done the course, you've made garments and you've worn the garments from Susan's classes? Yes. How do the garments feel when you put them on and you're actually wearing them?
1: Has it spoiled you for forever, <laughs> <laughs> which is a problem? <laughs> well, I don't buy a lot of ready-made clothes and probably because I've been sewing for so long yeah. that there's almost, you know, it's strange to walk in the shop mm. and buy something. Mm. The stuff that I made with Susan, it's definitely very luxurious. Yes, You it put is. it on and you feel the luxury.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um it's not just the luxury but i feel more confident and i know that it's got a lot it's got a lot of thought behind it but it actually fits you in the right places and i learned you know that my hips are not my left and right hip are not in the same line so i actually now have a better pattern for a pencil skirt yeah which i sort of knew but couldn't figure out but um through you know working through Susan's class and getting her expertise, I would pay for that class again and again. Yeah. Because it's value. Um, and she's from a couture sewing background. So she lives and breathes it. Yeah. So it's lovely when she comes to, <laughs> to Australia. Yeah. Yes.
1: Now tell me,
2: Tatiana, you've got classes that you
1: teach. Mm-hmm. What do you teach? Well, what we teach at the moment, the biggest classes I teach is um silk and lace mm-hmm. so lace trimmed bias card camisoles and french knickers we're going to start teaching couture sewing so i'm going to open up another two melbourne couture groups mm-hmm. that's great right. so yeah and that will be basically people can do either their own projects mm-hmm. and i'm there to help to guide or if they need help with fittings, that's mm-hmm. another one that I can provide help. We're also going to teach beginners and what we mm-hmm. calling by beginners, mm-hmm. a real beginners, but with the view that they will eventually join our couture classes. So we will be teaching them all the couture techniques straight from the beginning, the way I was taught. Good. You know, that's the way nice. <laughs> the way I was taught. No, you can't sew on pins. <laughs>
2: So to like, there'd be a lot of people that would be interested, and they would want to get in um, before your class is filled up. So, do you have um, an email or somewhere where you could put an expression of interest to say you would?
1: The website has registration form. You right. can just register. Um, as I keep telling people, I promise not to send too many newsletters because I just don't have enough time. But when these new classes, I tend to advertise. To everybody who's on my list, mm-hmm. also Instagram and Facebook are oh, good, good. Great, so I try to spread it out and make sure people know that it's happening. So they'd be
2: crazy not to sign up because if that's something they are interested in, exactly, yeah. you would want to yeah. be one of the first to know about it so you don't miss out.
3: Yeah, if people if
1: people feel like a couture sewing is what they want it to do, then yeah, we definitely mm, you know welcome them. Um, there may some people may find that what we're teaching is a little bit too top end? Yep. Yeah. That's fine. You know, not everybody have to join me in my high end sewing and everything. That, that's perfectly okay. Yeah.
2: So we came on a little tram trip
1: to <laughs>
2: your this is your to studio. my studio. Yep. So
1: Whereabouts is yours? Is this where you would do the classes? No, no, the classes will be done in another location, also on St Kilda Road. Oh, right. A couple of doors, a couple of tram stops closer to the city. So I think it's stop 27. So,
2: okay. So it's a case of you don't have to drive into the city, you don't no, have to park your car, no. you can just get public transport, you can, and it's right yeah. to the door from the side yes. of it. That's handy,
1: isn't it? Mm. Do they have to bring their own sewing machines, or what happens? At the moment, we do ask people to bring their sewing machines, especially if they're beginners, mm-hmm. because they need to also learn how to use their machine. There's yeah. no point using my machines, okay. um, but we will have two or three machines as a backup. So if somebody can't bring them, if somebody coming interstate or overseas we have people coming from New Zealand quite often oh, wow. so if, if they come in they don't have to drag it with them we yeah. have a few machines that we can lend out lovely and I
2: suppose that one thing I always find funny is that when someone brings their machine and they haven't brought the court it, but, or they haven't used it for a couple of years yeah. and that's a big surprise maybe to Work on that machine before you come. <laughs> Maybe <And laughs> let's get it serviced.
1: I, well, what do we generally say again? Look, when you're packing, this is your checklist: your machine, mm-hmm. your cord, your pedal, your user manual.
3: Oh yes, mm-hmm. That's a because good
1: one. I don't know all the machines, and yes, I have a general understanding of how a machine works, yeah. but really, a lot of machines have their own very fiddly settings they will do a particular stitch under different conditions mm. so it's very handy if people bring their own user manual um we also have oils in the in the school so if anything needs to be oiled because again i just listen for mm. the sound yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it suddenly started clunking it mm-hmm. need to be oiled um so i can you know those sort of basic things we can do internally and that way, you get a great result. Well, yes, you know, you do want to a your machine and have it in a very good shape mm. before you start using it. And maybe a new needle. Uh, a few needles would be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Again, I do keep spares for people who forgot. But mm-hmm. yeah, generally needles. And when we do the lace um, trimmed. Chemicals, yes. I always tell people you need to bring new needle, mm-hmm. completely new needle, and it has to be 60. Mm. If you can't find 60, bring 70, but 60 is better. Because you are going to use silk, you are going to use very fine lace. Mm-hmm. We don't want to make big, ugly holes in it. Mm. So. you mm-hmm. know. The Same thing I tell, tell people about scissors, please sharpen them. Yes, and for industry day for Australia Sewing Guild, industry day we will get somebody to sharpen scissors. I've got four pairs that <laughs> I think might be um, coming along with me, won't
2: that
3: be beautiful? Lucky Fantastic, you guys. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, we, we have a guy who comes to studio, yeah, and he comes probably once a year and does all our scissors because, yeah, we have about six pairs as well. So, I thought. Wouldn't that be useful for mm. SG to be able to turn up? And this happens on the day. You turn up, you give it to the person, he sharpens it, you take it back. Mm. And you, you pay, you go home. I love that
2: because then you don't have to go back two days later and no. maybe spend more yeah. money at the fabric store, you
1: know. Oh. <laughs> you <laughs> yes. know how that rolls.
2: Yes. 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 Yeah, it a yes.
1: bit of a trap. Somebody yeah. just been to a um, craft and quilt show. Yes. And I just... I told myself, I don't need any more fabric. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what yeah, did you get? Yeah, that's what you told yourself. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah you what
1: did there. I get? I got a beautiful Japanese silk wool blend. Oh okay. God. What color? Yeah, gray and orange. Oh. oh yeah, I know. I was thinking about Anne oh. going, Ooh. Don't show Anne. <laughs> no, it's not here. Yeah. You don't can't see it's lovely. it. lovely. And a piece of um, cotton, pure cotton with a french kind of very french blue and white design on it Gosh. that's going to be summer dress how great. Oh, i don't know which summer <laughs>
0: uh, i wasn't going to ask which summer <laughs> yeah, <we should> don't <laughs> never <laughs> ask which summer
1: no no oh well because melbourne couture group we get together once a month and oh. people used to sew here and we're now going to start using school and we did few clothes workshops where we called them unfinished UFOs, your unfinished objects. And this time I posted and I said, look, given how little sewing we've done last two workshops, how about we do another UFO? And people mailed back saying, I think we need a whole year of UFOs. (laughs) That's
2: good. It's nice to actually get into it because once you start, it's yeah. funny how you can pick up and you get back mm, in yeah. sync with yeah. it. The more you push it to the side,
0: the it, longer, it means
2: another one goes on top and, yeah. and then you
1: end up, it becomes the mountain's too high.
3: Yeah.
1: And when you're together with other people who are also sewing
3: mm.
1: and, you know, you kind of get into it a little bit faster yeah. and everybody will kind of try to encourage each other. Yes. like We only have one rule. And that is? You are not to give an opinion unless you've been asked. Oh, that's (laughs) a very good one. Because we have people who are quite new to sewing and they already feeling a little bit intimidated because there's some of us have been sewing for 45 years. There's a couple of ladies who have been sewing for 30 years. Mm. So, you know, we're quite experienced groups and they feel a little bit intimidated. So we just let them be. Mm. That's good. And if they do get stuck, we all get in and help and um, you know, give directions and instructions and last night at eleven fifty we were <laughs> having, night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were having a conversation with somebody who was asking whether the fabric has to be pre washed or not. Oh <laughs> that's a big
2: one. You learn by not pre washing well, well, you? you never forget
1: that. But that other thing is she's making a lunchbox, box so oh, of the chess of lunch box. Okay.
2: <laughs> It needs to be
1: washed, that's... Well, so we kind of, um, we divided in our opinions of what needs to be done. And I laughed, I said to my husband, you know, this is crazy, it's 11.50 at night and we're talking about (laughs) pre-washing fabric.
2: For a
0: lunchbox.
1: For lunchbox. Okay.
2: Yeah. I I don't need pre-washed things that could shrink, but then I was in some fabric store, and they said, well, what about the chemicals? Of the chemicals, because they always say if you're buying pillow slips, you must pre-wash before you mm. use. And I'm thinking, well, then why would I make something without giving a little bit of a rinse, even just in the sink and put it yes. through the spin? You don't have to wash it through yeah. the whole, because that's such a waste, especially if you buy fabric like I do. That is a few too many loads for winter. <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, I've been just dipping and spinning. Mm. And I feel better about that now,
1: because okay. chemicals are chemicals, aren't they? Yeah. Well, you see, the the question then becomes, you're then going to it. Mm. you're going to put fusing, you're going to put horse hair, Mm. you're going to put all sorts of stuff, Mm. you're not going, there's there's other chemicals that will get in. That's true. So do we completely worry about it? I mean, I understand for people who are allergic, Mm. like Susan is allergic to particular chemicals and that's where you have to worry about it everybody really else, I don't know if this is such
2: a big worry. it's look the sizing and it is sometimes nice to have the fabric a certain
1: oh yeah it, so it so definitely wash as yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you know if you're doing cottons or anything that will definitely shrink you, mm. you want to wash it
2: but even if you dip it in the cold water that's and you iron it's the ironing that gets that actually makes it shrink a little bit too yes it does yes yeah so even if that's all you do is iron it iron it well the
1: silk we always suggest to iron Mm. steam it properly so steaming
0: on top of not, not putting the metal on the silk but on top just steaming You can can iron it.
1: Okay. Yeah. But with lots of steam. So it's, Mm. it's get a chance if it's going to shrink that it's, it it does shrink. Okay. And you will find that different manufacturers will have a different shrinkage in silk. Mm. In cotton, it's very much standard. You know that it will shrink by that much. Mm. In silk, we're finding that some silks don't shrink at all. And some of them do shrink um, considerably. I would Mm. say about two to three percent Mm. weights. Based on how they've finished it, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Shrinking does make a very big difference, doesn't it? And (laughs) it's always in the wrong spot. Yes, and uh, and then you've got to give that garment to someone else, and that is sad.
1: Or invent um, Mm. extra panels. Yes, but then
2: we don't want to do that,
3: do Mm. we? unless uh, we have to uh, yeah. sometimes it's you so have sad. to <laughs> sometimes you have to
2: all the dreams go to someone else's house i know yes mm.
0: oh, goodness was there anything else you wanted to ask em because
2: i've just got so much out of just our little chat it's been fantastic yeah. So some
1: group of the susan club
0: yes no the, no no because you get group yes so how did that started through?
1: That started through the group of people who did Susan Kalji French Jacket in Melbourne.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the first yes. one. Um, what happened, quite a lot of people in that group, especially Melbourne group, mm-hmm. everybody clicked and they did not want to part. Good. <laughs> yes, it was. It was that fantastic. So then they approached me and said, look, can we get together in your studio? And that's how it started. Initially, I said, I'm not going to teach. I'm happy for you to turn up and do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Bring your own machines. I have a lot of equipment. You know, you don't have to carry everything, but definitely your own machines because I have pretty much all my machines industrial. Yeah. And they're a little bit scary. Mm. Um, And then slowly, slowly, as people started doing more and more challenging projects, I started teaching and helping, and then the whole school grew out of it. That what was very very useful for this group that we didn't realize that will become most important thing is fittings Mm. because there's somebody to do your fitting and we have we have one lady coming from New Zealand one lady coming from Adelaide and of course Melbourne yes we have two people two members in Perth but they ignoring they're not coming to us. We keep we keep
2: inviting. The
0: them. invites
1: there. And is there. We invite them to every meeting.
2: As you know, they could just be passing by one day. So that's we'll it. See the light on, and in they come.
1: Finally, <laughs> <From her>. yes. <laughs> well, you know, people do travel in Australia. We do travel a lot, so that's true. We always say, we if you are in Melbourne, let us know. We will. We will even arrange a special catch up. Oh, that's, that's really yeah. generous. Yeah, we we caught up with few people, and we would go out for dinner, or we mm-hmm. I will open up a studio for extra day if I can, if I happen to be in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's okay. We have, but that group of Susan Caldew, mm-hmm. French Jacket, that that group has stayed together. That's great.
2: It's a sub-tribe of the sewing tribe, isn't it? (laughs) It's probably (laughs) a sub-tribe. Which you need your little pockets of the people who like different things. That's right. It's hard when, because I'm not couture at all, I like things. I can see a very complicated thing and I like to make it as simple as possible.
3: Mm.
2: And I, I love that. But I do appreciate what you do. And oh my goodness, but I know I wouldn't last. I'd um, want to be wearing it like you used to when you were you, your <laughs> grandmother. I, yeah. And I'd be like, yes, my, my seams are fine, but not to that degree.
1: Yeah, but the seams is only half of your sewing. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's everything else. But that's
2: that whole thing where you can learn and you can adapt mm, from yeah. different areas within the sewing, which makes mm. us still, even though all different groups, mm. yeah. we still have that common part where we want to make something, feel good in it and wear it. Yeah, And I, I really think that what you supply and how you treat pe- women who are asking you to help them with that very amazing garments for weddings or just even to feel womanly, that it's such an important thing mm. because, you know, that is the essence of a woman. We are who we are. Mm. Sometimes it's more pronounced in others than Marilyn Monroe. For another, now look, she she really is a woman. Yes, and no question. gorgeous. Right. So having that little bit of an essence mm. with silk and lace, but not to be too extreme with that, but
1: still to, to have the subtle. Feeling and the vibe is just the, amazing. Keep still the elegance, mm. the delicacy of you know. This is, I don't know. I'm probably with Dior. Woman is like a flower. Yes. You know, she's elegant. But she's delicate. Let's keep to that.
3: Yeah, rather Beautiful.
0: than being someone who's utilitarian, who's in the workforce and has to look like everyone else, and mm. and yeah. no, um, underneath it all, you are who you are, and that's a yeah. really good thing that you get that you're able to create in the lingerie that you do and also in helping facilitate the chill group as well Mm. because you're all helping each other fit um and uh problem solve and just have general fun in um using all those techniques Mm. yeah because I know that with I've done a couple of Susan's uh, classes now and there have been times where I've I've had to hand sew in um, a sleeve Yes. in a, a jacket yeah. and I feel confident that I can do that because I've done her class and it's turned out it, the fit is so much better than if I was to machine stitch it. So mm. you'd think that seams should be mach- machine stitched but there are some instances where the solution is hand stitching, not machine stitching yeah, for yeah. a better fit. So what you guys are doing here in Melbourne is yeah. it's, it's encouraging to keep the couture sewing... Um, techniques going mm. to keep the skills to keep the skills going yeah just to, to spread the skills to as many
1: people as we can because there's people who wanted to learn the skills mm. and you know a lot of people retiring mm.
3: yeah that so, too
1: yeah so mm-hmm.
2: there was one lady who told me she's i don't know how many hours
1: she did a bound buttonhole or, or how many
2: hours would
1: I can't remember, there was a yeah, Chanel, no? the proper Chanel buttonhole, which is bound on the inside and hand stitched yes. on the outside. Mm. I think it's about a couple of hours.
3: Mm. Wow.
1: It is. Yeah, And you need about five of them just for
2: the front. Yeah. Right. That's a very yeah. lovely finish, though. It is. And it's good to practice finish.
0: as well before you do it. Oh, yes, you definitely <laughs> want to practice.
1: practice.
0: You definitely want to practice. And um, there's the oh two samples. My yeah. So Tatiana's showing us some samples in silk. We'll have to take a shot of that. Yeah we will and put them amazing. in the show notes and oh on the website.
2: Oh my goodness. And does it look divine? It does. Yes, it does.
1: Yeah, so the, that's the bound one. Wow. And then over the top where the twit will go, there will be a hand stitched one. Yes. I have misplaced the samples, Probably to get it with the jacket? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very impressive.
2: And
0: it's good to have samples like these Mm. with you all the time because you don't do them every day, and photos can help, but this is much better, having it in your hands. Having it
1: in your hands, yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: You can have another look like you can look underneath Mm. and see what you've done, where you've trimmed. I know we're getting technical, but it's these techniques that make couture. Can I just say the silk feels divine? I know on, doesn't
2: <laughs> it's it? awesome. It's beautiful silk. That's Thanks. for everyone at home, just to let you know that's touchy feely, and we've touched it, and yes, we can say that it's gorgeous.
0: So, Tatiana, thank you for taking us through your journey with silk and lace and couture, um, and for making sure that in Melbourne, couture techniques are being used and passed on and enjoyed thank you it's my pleasure helping the community (laughs) yep helping the community yep it's great thank you we're so grateful Tatiana for the time that you've given us today you've given us an inspiring and compelling insight into silk lingerie and couture sewing today's podcast was produced by myself Maria and Anne Wally Keep listening to Soul Organised Style Podcasts. We've got lots of different episodes coming up. Don't keep us a secret and tell your friends. We're available on iTunes, Spotify and all places that you can find good podcasts.